Ooga booga, Tamanolu, Nanoru, Mamishu, Balali, Baba. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, Este General Romero. This is Miley. This is Joey Janela. This is the self made savage cash flow Cambroe. This is MBK murder by kicks, Matt Travis. Gentlemen, this is the superhero Monte. This is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, as if you didn't already know, and I'm better than you. This is the man of steel, Mike Verna. This is the great and powerful Big O. Green Machine, Mike Orlando. This is Ms. New York. This is Nikki Adams. What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the Effort Machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. Hello, this is Ricochet. Hey, guys, this is Sonia Strong. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. That's right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the ridiculous bullshit that goes on in the wrestling world on a week-to-week basis. I am Avenging Ben. And I'm Hulk Mike. And yeah, a bit of a weird week this week. I hope all of you out there are doing pretty good. We're not a political podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but rough news going on out there in the world today involving healthcare and all that, so... Teach in your own. I hope that a lot of you out there weren't hit too hard by the news today, and uh, our thoughts are with you. Right. And speaking of my health, my fucking allergies have been bothering the shit out of me. Oh, dude, join the fucking club. One week ago, dude, I gotta say, when I was doing, when I was with the morning, I was gonna, the night I was gonna do commentary for FTW, I woke up that morning and my throat was like closed shut with like allergies, and my nose was all fucking stuff, and I was like, of all fucking days, not today. I don't know, it's like one week, it's like really nice out and you're enjoying it, and then all of a sudden you're fucking sneezing, your eyes start to get watery, and it's like, that fucks up your whole day. Oh god, it's worse than you think. In my job, like all we were selling all day was allergy medication, it's the only thing we were selling. Mm. It was insane. But other than that, you're doing okay over there? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I was laughing my ass off at work today. Oh, what happened? Okay, so my uh, the supervisor that comes by every Thursday to the, the drop off our checks, yeah, he throw he throws them at our manager, and all of a sudden like he catches it, but he drops it, but he's holding on to one of the rubber bands. It snaps and hits him right in the mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I I had to hold it in so bad. And like, like if you laugh at me, like, I was you're like, fired. Yeah. it's like Mike, you're fired. <laughs> He was like, you're going to laugh? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah. And then he was like, but your Mets still suck. I was like, thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Newsflash. That is that is just fucking hilarious. But, yeah, weird uh, in the world of pro wrestling. And I think we should start off with the weirdest news today. And, no, we are not going to tell you where to find them. We are not going to show them. And we are not going to indulge you. Promote it. Promoting it, we're just going to talk about it, how it relates to wrestling. Uh, some bad news for Charlotte Flair today, if you heard about this. Nudes. Yep, it's nude news for the upteenth time. It's an epidemic by this point, all of these poor wrestlers who are having their nudes leaked. 
It's like, we, like it was like a month ago, like like about over a month ago. It was Paige, and like I think it was like before that, it was like a bunch of other people. But fucking Charlotte Flair. Wow, this is where are they getting them all? I, I guess like it's, it must be so fucking easy to hack another person's phone and get this information. It must be if this is what's happening right now. Especially like, since she has an iPhone, so... Which is the most vulnerable device known to man. Meanwhile, I'm staring at my iPhone right now. Me too. <laughs> We're all fucked. Yep. God only knows what people find on my phone. Oh, God. Jesus Lord only knows. But, yeah. Yeah, but weird day. Weird day for us and uh, Charlotte Flair. So, uh... Charlotte, if you are listening to this, uh, keep your chin up and uh, keep pressing on. You're still awesome. And people, stop posting rude comments on the pictures. Don't do that. Just Any examples? Oh, God. I saw one comment. I saw, like, a Twitter page was, like, putting out the pictures, though censored, just so people could hear the news headline. And somebody posted on, Jesus Christ, this... Give this bitch a fucking sandwich. She looks like a corpse. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And do people realize that this was years ago? Yeah. This isn't what's this is like current. This is like what she used to look like in NXT. Yeah, I don't think people are, are uh, quick to the draw on that one. They just like once they see news, like oh shit, let's download this shit. Yeah, it's just like. I don't. People are commodifying this in a really weird way that doesn't work. It just feels kind of scummy. If you're gonna look yeah. at the, if you're gonna look at them, that's one thing. I mean, God's sakes, everybody's human. But like, for God's sakes, keep your vile, putrid, just putrid nonsense off the internet. Yeah, and stop exposing yourself. Yeah, you're just making yourself look bad, and you're just making all of us look bad by proxy. So. Yeah, don't fucking do that. Now, what, did you have any problems with the photos in particular? Did I have any problems with the photos? Uh, no, I, I looked at them, but, like, I didn't really... I don't really have an... Again, I don't want to say in my any kind of opinion to, like, drag her down. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying, like, we had, like, some issues with the page pictures, and there were some issues with these pictures, too. Oh, I mean, like, from a career standpoint, well... Not even that, no. I'm talking about like the photos itself. The thing example, about Paige, though, the thing about Paige, though, those were just full on. Those were just full on porn tapes. These are just right. These are just some tit pics. That's on a, compared to Paige. These are pretty tame. It's just if I didn't know any better, these seemed like a Sports Illustrated like triple X cover or something like that. Right, but I'm talking about the phone case. Doesn't help. What the do you mean? It had the WWE logo on it. Ooh, not good. Not good at all. Now, I'm not saying this is bad as the NXT women's title and the page pictures, but... Oof, no. No, 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 no. It was a small thing. I, the first thing I noticed, actually, when I saw the photos, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The funny thing about this is, though, I don't... This is already starting to die down a little bit. I guarantee you by this weekend, nobody's going to give two shits anyway. Because the funny thing is, like I was saying, though, these are so... These are such vanilla, by-the-numbers nude pictures. They're just... They're just her naked. 
Really, right, I right. think if you looked at Charlotte, her outfit already kind of leaves very little to the imagination. I'm sure you and your creative minds could just picture the rest of it pretty well. Right, right. Images, videos, and pictures. No, she didn't put out pictures and videos. She put out a fucking like smorgasbord of nudity to the internet. She just put out a whole like that was a whole sh- like she didn't put it out, but like that was a whole cavalcade of crotch and nudity for that fucking thing. Right, and also, but um, she had her, she had her then lover at the time do things to her championship belt, which is all, which is far worse. Right. So, like, I, I'm thinking Charlotte is Charlotte's going to be just friggin' fine. Oh yeah, oh, she's yeah. safe. I hear Echo. Yeah, but like, is it, is there? Can you still hear Echo? No. Oh, we good? Oh, 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 we're good. Good. We're good. Never mind. Sorry about that. Uh, I just wanted to point this out in the chat. Uh, Matt goes, Victoria blessed his soul. Now, Victoria's nudes leaked earlier today, too, and her photos were woof. Wow. That was, uh, again, like we were saying, it's a fucking epidemic. What is going on? And we're not, like, like, we're not, like, shaming the women that do it. I'm just saying, like, Jesus, like, I didn't know this was a side of you. Yeah, like, but that that's the thing. They present, it's all about branding and imagery. Like, you put out these, uh, put out these images out into the world, and then, like, and then something comes out and contradicts it. You view them in a different way. We need to remember that these are, we need to remember that these are just women. They're people, and they have sexualities and personal lives just like the rest of us. Correct. Lots of people take nudes, and lots of people happen to be famous. There's just a little bit of overlap in there. We all need to tr- act like adults and just move past it. Right. right. So other than that, the only little, little bit of housekeeping is, oh, by the way, uh, sorry if I scared the shit out of you earlier today with that thing, I, with that haunted house video I showed you. Yeah, do you want to explain to people what, you, what exactly you were talking about? Uh, yeah, hold on just a sec. Our DJ is telling me I have to put in headphones, and I have headphones in, so I don't know what the problem is. I already have my headphones in. Anyway, the thing I sent you today was I found a link for a I found a link for a haunted house here in the here in the state that just looked like the it's for. NYC NYZ Apocalypse in Deer Park, New York, and they're doing this thing called an immersive escape house, where you you get tied up, you have to untie yourself. It's you and five people. Five of you go in, and only one of you can make it out. And like you're you're handcuffed, you're hand, you're tied up, and you're sent out into this like escape room. And you have to you have to be eighteen to enter, and you have to be you have to sign a waiver. That's the bit that scared you that you had to sign a waiver. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of those. Not a fan of the waivers, because you're telling me basically, you these paid actors are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to me, and I'm not allowed to fight back. Yeah, not, not a, a fan. fan of. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, I, I had a and, and especially And especially the part you telling me that, oh, they're going to tie you up. No, I don't, I, don't do, I don't do with that shit. Yeah, like, I had a really bad experience that I got. Have you ever heard of the Bayville Scream Park? Yes. 
You've sure you've seen the ads for it. I went to that a few years ago, like when I was like younger, like in early, early high school. And that scared the kids out of me, man. I went into the fucking Bloodworth Manor. <laughs> it was fuck strobe lights and jump scares. That's how you get to me quickly, man. That was too much for me, man. Yeah, I'm fine with like normal like haunted houses, but like if it involves like people actually touching you and grabbing you, no, I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan. Yeah, but like, because no. I've seen because I've seen some fucked up videos on YouTube where like people would sign themselves like sign themselves up for like the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life, and it's like, and then they all act like, oh, I didn't know this was gonna happen, bitch. You signed the waiver. You knew exactly what was gonna happen. Yeah, I've heard some genuinely fucked up horror stories about like the shit that goes on in some of these immersive haunted houses. I heard a story once that there was a haunted house that once required that, that allowed the people's clothes to be ripped off. I shit you not. Yeah, I've seen some videos like that. So yeah, that just that's just plain crazy. So we but we are not a haunted house podcast. We are a wrestling podcast. And there is some stuff to get into this week. For example, let's just quickly recap for those who didn't see, let's we talk about a little Raw and SmackDown real quick. Mike, who we always ask this question. We haven't talked about Raw and SmackDown in a while, simply because there's been nothing to fucking talk about. But this right. week was actually pretty good for both shows. So which show do you think was better this week? Mm, I would honestly say SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown was better. Yeah, and because SmackDown... I think this week focused more on the stories and while for all just like focus on the matches a little more. To be which fair though. Not, which, which is not a bad thing, but I, cause SmackDown's promoting their pay-per-view and Raw just came off theirs. So. Oh, what we're building up yeah. for great. We're building up to great balls of fire. No backlash. Oh yeah. I still, I'm so I can't believe they expect us to take that fucking name seriously. Your pay-per-view's name. Is great balls of fire. Yeah, I bet Brock Lesnar was really happy to see that name. It was what? Wh- what's the name of the paper I'm defending this fucking fruit loop at? Uh, great balls of fire. Whatever. How much you paying me? How much you fucking pay? <laughs> Listen, I don't, you could call the fucking thing. You could call this fucking thing big titties on a stick. I don't give two fucking shits. Just tell me how much you're paying me. Great balls of fire. Is the writing team creative just lazy as fuck? I want to bet you anything that they just threw that name out there as a joke. And Vince McMahon was walking by. He overheard. He was like, that's fucking genius. Use it. Which is honestly true. No, I guarantee you because what we, the normal people, find, what Vince McMahon finds funny, we normal Thinking, breathing, blinking people don't find funny. And they're writing a movie about him. Oh, yeah. We, we talked about this, I think, last week. But, yeah, they are making a Vince McMahon movie. <laughs> apparently, the script leaked online, and apparently it is full of some ridiculous horseshit, apparently. <laughs> like, they're honestly... He's saying, like, he finds the junkyard dog working at, like, a construction site and hires him or some shit. And, like, there's some scene where he honestly gets a hand job from Linda McMahon in, like, Madison Square Garden. Did you hear the one where um, he took his wife, Linda, to dinner only because the waiter was Andre the Giant? 
What? Because <laughs> he wanted to go to the restaurant just to meet him and sign him to Jesus. It's obvious bullshit because Vince doesn't want like his real past to be revealed. So let's just make up shit. Yeah, so, I just. Are you gonna watch this when it comes out? I need to see it. I need to see what bullshit I, they do. <laughs> I need to see this to believe it. You know, it'd be even better to do like have the scene where he meets like Hulk Hogan for the first time and they play like the romantic music where it's like da 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 where have you been all my life you magnificent blonde bastard oh Vince what is wrong with you oh Vinnie Mac oh Vinnie Mac but yeah the main things to talk about coming out of Monday Night Raw is that we have three New feuds going forward. We will an old feud and two new feuds going forward. The Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe feud is continuing. We also Good. have we also have uh, we also have uh, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt going forward, which is going to be interesting to see. And we have Miz back in the Intercontinental Title hunt. Thank fucking God they should have never taken that belt off of him because it is dying on Vince Ambrose on, on, on Dean Ambrose. Vince Ambrose. <laughs> Vince Ambrose. Vince Ambrose, you've been my son all along, damn it. You've been my son all along, Dean. Oh, my God. But yeah, actually, oh, God, speaking of Bray Wyatt, uh, we watched Payback this past weekend, right? What a fucking Payback. Okay, let's Payback say this now. Actually, Payback was actually pretty good. Pay-per-view was good except for that one match, which was complete bullshit. Yeah, I normally aren't. I'm not ordinarily this director, the DJ. But if you could put some of those uh, House of Horrors memes up on the stream for the viewers to watch, that would be great. So let's get into this. Let's set the mood. Uh, for weeks now, WWE has been hyping up a House of Horrors match for Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship, and then. They get rid of the fact that it's for the WWE Championship. They just sort of discreetly swept that under the rug. Because of, of the shakeup. Because of the shakeup. And yeah. And, was, and basically, once they did that, it killed all the hype for this match. Because this was supposed to be Bray Wyatt's revenge. He's going to get his title back. And then you just find out oh, it's just a fucking boiler brawl. No, boiler broom brawls are entertaining. This was not fucking entertaining. You know what's funny? I hear so many people online saying, oh, man, this was so fucking hilarious. This was so bad it's good. I, th- I right. can't wait to get stoned and rewatch this. This is like Warrior appearing in the mirror. And I'm like, no, this was not entertaining at all. This was just boring. Of all the things I expected that we expected this match to be, surprisingly boring was not one of them. Right. And there were some major issues with this match. One, it was pre-recorded the day before. And and if we're going by what people are saying, that in, in San Jose, it was 6 o'clock that night, and the sun was still out. So if this house, supposed house, was in the area, there would, there would have been sun. Not complete darkness. I knew. that. Yeah, that completely threw me off, too. The only bit in this that just kind of worked for me that was kind of creepy is when Randy Orton is just first walking up to the house 
and there's just nothing but the sounds of crickets. That was kind of <laughs> that was kind of creepy. Somebody, somebody on the creative team has been playing Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I was just like, "Where's, where's the Baker family? Where's, uh, where's, Ma- where's like Majorine? What the fuck was the mom's name and fucking Resident Evil Seven? I can't remember. Where's fucking Papa Baker? Where's fucking Lucas? Oh my god! I was just like, yeah, they've been playing a lot of Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> and what was even stupider for me is that I, but then I knew that this shit was going south when just a tractor goes by. An evil haunted tractor. Ooh. Yeah, no, I was just Tractors. Like, so the thing we should be taking away from this is apparently uh, Bray Wyatt has the ability to control sentient farm equipment, I suppose. What do you mean? Like, no, he, Bray Wyatt can use his evil hillbilly redneck magic to control tractors and bulldozers. Oh. I get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> oh my god. But if you were thinking this match then somehow finds a way to get dumber, and I did not think that was fucking possible. Like he goes into the house and you know what I'm thinking to myself? Okay, maybe like the why like there's more cult members, maybe there's more stupid shit they could pull. And then <sighs> They do some weird bullshit. They do some stupid bullshit. I shit you not. Where fucking Bray Wyatt just goes into the fuck goes into the room and just starts beating the shit out of him. And I'm like, oh god, this is just gonna be two drunk dudes just beating the shit out of each other for like twenty minutes, isn't it? Right, and this was the first time Randy Orton wore pants. Which was the scariest part of this whole match. <laughs> you want to talk about horror, Randy and pants. Oh my god. You want to know, speaking of Randy Orton, that actually leads to another... We'll get back to the main crux of this overall, but one of the stupidest things I noticed was Randy Orton shows up to this match with a goatee like he hasn't shaved, and then right. at the arena... I, then, then at the he, arena... He shaved. He had the time to shave. He is fully shaven in the, he's fully shaven in the fucking in-ring segment. So I was like, wow, he sure had a lot of extra time to go and fucking shave, didn't he? So once you took the refrigerator off, you, know, you fucking went back to your house, shaved, and then went back to, went to the arena in the span of a half hour. And then, Mike, then they start fighting. Can you describe to them the stupid baby doll room? Basically, it was like a room with like there was like a um, like a bed, and then there was like baby heads fucking hanging from the ceiling, and you just see Randy looking at this, just looking like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" Which I thought was, was like, which is kind of a like a nice metaphor because Randy has kids of his own, so I think that's what they were trying to go for. I don't give them that much credit. I don't even think that's what they were going for. I thought they were just going for, oh, creepy dolls, because creepy dolls, there you go. I don't know. In my mind, that's what I was thinking. Like That's what I put in my head. I'm like, okay, Bray's trying to get into his head. Those uh, baby doll heads are his kids. They missed, they missed the opportunity to do something with Bray Wyatt hunting, some, stalking someone's children with that whole Roman Reigns storyline. Which lasted a week. Two weeks. I was so fucking disappointed when they did not go full tilt 
like Undertaker cult with that. Like, imagine how fucked up would that have been if, like, Roman Reigns goes to his house and, like, he goes into his daughter's room and, like, she's gone. And then, like, on the walls is, like, anyone but you, Roman. And now she's mine. And it's like, how awesome would that have fucking been? It would be awesome. But remember, we're in the PG era. So they're not going to do that. And the show's supposed to be kid friendly. So if they do that, you're going to get the little kids being like, oh, is he going to come to get me? Is is boy Wyatt gonna come and get me through my window? <laughs> is boy Wyatt gonna come and get me? That'd be funny though. That's get the scary bearded man away from me, mommy. He's scary. You know those reaction videos that people record, other people just freaking out over wrestling. Just imagine those videos of pe- parents recording their kids just watching that and then just some crying. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so fucked up. And then the parent would be like, oh, don't worry, he's coming at 12. <laughs> but yeah, they do this shitty pull-apart brawl in this house, which looks like a... Honestly, they said this was a house of horrors, really. This is about the same level of like living that I have in my dorm room right now. So yeah, right. it's, a little, it's a little dirty, but it's a little bit of a fixer-upper. Throw some Febreze on that and like... Clean some shit up. Hell, you you could. That house is livable. Flip that. You could flip that for on the market. Actually, funny enough, it is on the market. Because Maurice is a uh, real estate agent, and that's one of the houses she she bought, and she's looking to sell it. Do you think that the fact that it's gonna it was involved in this horseshit is actually gonna help it get sold faster? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, did somebody buy it? No, but I'm saying, like, somebody is, and they're going to be like, look, that's the fridge that fell on Randy Orton. The fridge that fell on Randy Orton. Oh, my God. Yeah. The kid's kid's like, who? Oh, oh, don't worry. Oh, yeah, we haven't (laughs) mentioned that part. Uh, The real winner of this match was the refrigerator who fell on Randy Orton and pinned him. So I guess the refrigerator is now the new number one contender for the WWE Championship. No, no, bitch. He fucking won that belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Refrigerator. You know what's funny? That's actually something that's happened in Japan. Like, I think a refrigerator or a broom was the championship of some federation. Yeah. The fucking house was probably, it's probably something that Ray would buy. Oh, fucking Ray Raymundo? Yeah. Uh, he, he, yeah, with his, his, his intelligence, he could flip that for a profit. Yeah. Hell, you were like, trapped in his base. Actually, speaking from experience, you were trapped in his basement that one time or late last year. Do you remember that? Like, what? what, what no what comment. Would you, say, would you say what? What was worse, uh, Ray Raymundo's chambers or this? The House of Horrors. Really? Right. But there was no fish in the House of. Oh yeah, there was no fish in that. But there was no fish in the House of Horrors. <laughs> You know, the line that will live in infamy as far as the uh, you talking about Ray kidnapping you was who he says, thank God you saved me when you did. He was about to get naked. Yeah, let's let's try and stay away from that. Yeah, yes, let's move. Let's move on from that. But yeah, let's move on from that. What's funny to me. Oh, my God. Look at the stream. That is hilarious. But yeah. Here's the thing. This match could have been so many different things, but it was just boring. And then 
it gets to the part where it gets really fucking dumb. At the very least, would you agree that if Bray Wyatt had won this on his own, it would have at least redeemed him a little bit? Yeah, because, uh, dude, okay, so Randy pops up out of the darkness and they start brawling again. Yay. And then you have fucking Jinder Mahal show up with the belt, hit Randy Orton. At that point, I, I was like losing my goddamn mind. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't have Bray Wyatt clean, have a clean win? At that point, I shut the fucking pay-per-view off. Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys. Yeah, you quit. This is not a lie, everybody. He, honest to Christ, quit after this match. Forgot. I, I was I was fed up at that point. I was like, Are you s- fucking half hour wasted for this stupid House of Horrors match. I hope they never do it again. And I hope that Bray can recover from this because this fucking hurt him more than Randy Orton. And Randy Orton got a fridge dropped on him. Right. This and just made th- Bray and, and not even that, but Bray won, but Randy's still the champion. Yeah. So, so in actuality, fair. Bray loses. So yeah, this was entirely fucking pointless. And then they did this stupid bullshit where I shit you not, I'm just like, what are you doing to Bray Wyatt at this point? What did he do to piss off the gods? I, I don't know. And now this feud with Finn Balor, you just know. The only thing good about it will be the promos and the matches, but you already know what the fucking outcome's going to be. There's no way they're going to put Bray over Finn because Finn's their golden boy. Yeah, no. If you think if you think that Bray Wyatt is going over on Finn Balor, you're out of your fucking minds. It's just like this has been a problem with Bray, like since like he debuted in 2014 on the main roster under this new gimmick. He gets into a feud, cuts stupid promos, loses. No, somebody did. You hit it just, you hit the nail on the head with this one because fucking uh, Bray Wyatt, somebody did like a clip compilation video. I shit you not. Somebody did this where they cut it together was his promo, then him losing. 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 Over and over and fucking over again. I shit you not. They did this. Ben, off the top of your head. What feuds have Bray Wyatt has Bray Wyatt won? Ryback. That wasn't even a feud. That was like a one match deal. Okay. Um. Jericho. He beat Dean, Jericho in 2015. Dean Ambrose. And also, yeah, Ambrose as well, because that was when Ambrose had that fucking TV monitor explode in his face. Oh God, that was such bullshit. Yep. So, and of course, Bray Wyatt had to be involved in that. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. If ever you are since he, if, ever ever since he hit that brick wall, known as John Cena, it's been fucking lose after lose. Cut a promo, get ex, get us all excited, then you lose again. It's gotta we, keep happening. We cut a similar promo. We cut, we cut a similar promo about him back in like the first five episodes of the show of our show. Do you remember way back in like episode four or five? We talked about this and we said we're done like getting invested in him. And then they decided to maybe push him just a little bit. Fucker then they put wins. the WWE title on him. 
Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I, I, people have already fucking forgotten that Bray Wyatt was WWE champion for like a hot minute. And what, and what was the thing me and you said leading into Mania that if he loses at WrestleMania, he, he's done? It's over for him. And guess what? It's over. Yes, he won at the pay-per-view, but in actuality, he fucking lost. Yeah. He may have won, but he lost. It's sad. It's sad, because obviously WWE has plans for him, but they better start fucking putting those plans in now. I don't care if you turn Bo Dallas into his new follower. He needs a family. He really does. The fucker can't do it on his own. Now, you separated Luke and Eric from him, which I don't know why you separated Eric Rowan from him, for God's sakes. But Bo Dallas? Bo Dallas you could actually have potential with. This is the stupidest goddamn thing. And I was just like, at this point, we should wrap up talking about this. But yeah, this was probably, this wasn't even so bad it's good. It wasn't, this wasn't final deletion. Oh, oh God. This wishes it was final deletion. I think that was like my worry too. I thought that's what they were going for. Going into the spatula bike, they're gonna try and do final deletion, but it's not gonna work. It's gonna mm-hmm. fail miserably. And guess and what? It did. It did fail fucking miserably. So House of Horrors match, <clears throat> two fucking thumbs down. But hey, Braun Strowman beat Roman Reigns. So that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But then they, they even with that, which was cool, they had to pull some bullshit on that one. Did you see what they did on Raw Talk after Payback? <laughs> Oh, I watched it. I, I, okay, so I gave up watching Payback. And the one time I do, something actually good happens. They put Braun over Roman. Well, you actually quit. You actually quit after you lost to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Heavyweight Championship. Don't even remind me. Don't <laughs> remind me of that bullshit. Yeah, but like, yeah, so Braun Strowman actually does go over Roman, and he beats the merciless fuck out of him. But then... On Raw Talk, he goes backstage, and Mike, did you catch that little blooper? Of the ref handing him the fucking blood capsule? Yeah. Didn't they do that same shit with Trip when he was feuding with Triple H going into Mania? Yeah, they did. You saw, like, Brian Saxon. Saxon gave him the same shit. Yeah, so he's not good at... It's because they don't do blood spots that much anymore. They're out of practice with, like, how to be discreet about it. Do you think WWE is just lazy at this point? Like yeah. They don't, like, they just don't give two shits anymore? They really don't care. Speaking like, of not like, care. Like, there's no competition, so why are we going to try? Yeah, I, am, I feel the same way. But then you missed the comedy event of the night. Okay, they're, 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 it's just this long, long shot of Roman being hauled into this fucking ambulance. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh, God. Here it comes. Any second now, you know it's coming. Roman's lurching into the ambulance, and it's like, oh, God, please do it again. And then, sure enough, I'm not finished with you! And, like, a fucking Mack truck from stage left comes Braun Strowman running like a... (laughs) Oh, he says, I'm not finished with you! Roman, like a fucking ninja, dunks out of the way, and Braun Strowman just rips the doors off his hinges. I was 
fucking dying watching this. I was fucking dead. It was so goddamn funny. Oh, Bron. Oh, Bron, Bron, Bron. Oh, God. I I hear rumors. WWE is really conflicted right now which direction to go as far as the Universal title. A lot of people back behind the scenes really want to do Balor versus uh, Brock, but a lot of people really want to do Strowman versus Brock. Honestly, I would like to have both. Yeah. Like, apparently the rumor is that Lesnar is going to be doing a lot more title defenses this year, which is a good thing. Which is good, because the WWE have the money, so fucking use it. If you were going to if you were going to waste our time with all the stupid shit you were doing into WrestleMania 33, you might as well you use all that Goldberg money you made to get us some cool shit. Right, and apparently the rumor opponent for Brock at SummerSlam is going to be Jeff Hardy. That is the rumor on the table, and I am all for that. I want to see Jeff in the main event one last time. And I heard that's also going to lead to your favorite gimmick of the whole world, Broken Bad. Oh, delightful. Now I'm going to save it. I, I told you, I will bring Broken Ben back the minute Matt Hardy is broken again. I promise you that much. But not before and not after. Not not before. No, not, not before it happens. I will save it. So other than that... Yeah, so like the so I'm going on to SmackDown. The, the really the thing that's really of note on SmackDown is that the number one contenders for the tag team titles are Brizongo. And to be perfectly honest with you, they did this really funny segment with them. It was where funny. It was, it was, it was really, really funny. funny. They did the fashion files or like the fashion police. Like they did like a law and order thing with even like a the names and faces have been changed to protect the innocent type segment. And they were talking about they were caught jaywalking and Jimmy walking backstage. <laughs> I was dying. This was pretty – if they keep th- if they keep this going, there's hope for them. This was actually really funny. Did you also notice the stuff that was hanging on the wall in the background? Yeah, I, d- I did. Like I saw like the Cena and Nikki thing was like shows up at WrestleMania, disappears. Yeah, uh, I was just laughing. There was like other things too. It was like there, it was a lot of it was a lot of inside jokes as well. A lot of insider jokes, which I like. So yeah, this was genuinely really funny. So yeah, Brazongo, one of the best segments on SmackDown this week. Actually, SmackDown was really all about giving these little characters time <coughs> to shine. They did this great segment where Aiden English got put on the list, and when Chris Jericho put him on the list. He looked like he was about to start weeping. It was hilarious. Now, it's obvious they're not going to do anything with this, but since they just took Jericho off TV, but that's what I thought they were going to do going into the main event. Like, Eden English comes out, and he's the one that takes out Jericho. Yeah, but, like, I think Aiden English is just going to be, like, jobber for SmackDown for a while. Yeah, he's going to sing, lose, then cry. And he does all three of those things very well. What a gimmick. What a fucking gimmick, yeah. Speaking of Jericho, uh, that match he had with Owens was really fucking good. Uh, I think both of them, like, the one at Payback, 
and the one on SmackDown was really good. And then, of course, the people on the internet are going, why the fuck would you put him on SmackDown if he's just going to go away? Obviously, okay, one, SmackDown needs another veteran. And Jericho has, is a veteran, of course. And two, it furthers the story because they're not finished with them yet. Exactly. And I'm just like... Because once Jericho comes back, he has a, he still has a feud going on with Kevin Owens. He has something to do when he gets back, <sighs> which I am all for. He still has a feud going on. Yeah. What was funny to me is like, and then he do, he brutally kicks the shit out of him after the match. And of course, the match that is now confirmed for payback going forward is going to be AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Backlash. Or what? You said payback. It's oh, backlash. sorry. They, they sound very similar. They're kind of the same thing, aren't yeah. they? Isn't backlash? Yeah. It kind of is payback. Honestly, yeah. But um, I'm I'm just saying this right now. I'm gonna keep saying it. Styles and Owens better be the main event. That better be the last match on that goddamn show. Because if Cause it's, it's if it's Randy and Jinder, I am not watching it. Well, I'll watch the show just for Owens and Kevin and probably the... No, I'm going to watch the show, too. But if that's at the main event, that's where I turn the show off. Yeah, that was... Because I'm starting to lose my patience with WWE at this point. Really starting to lose... You're really not a fan of the whole Jinder Mahal thing. I give them credit. It's different. Okay, I'll give them credit, too. They're giving somebody a, a chance. But you don't do it with the main title of your company. Because when the people... Fu- you, have the, you have the fucking New Day coming on SmackDown. Why couldn't you wait to do this three-person stable with the Singh Brothers and Mahal when the New Day show up? What was so wrong with waiting? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I just feel like... Jinder, I feel like they only put him in there just because it was kind of random and unexpected. But then when they started using them, we're like... Oh yeah, this guy has like the charisma of a bag of hammers. So, and I also like what they're doing with Rusev. He's not going to show up until he has a title match. I like that, and I think he's going to be ordered for the title because Randy having that title is already dead. He, oh God, if you think that you're going to sell tickets to fucking SmackDown with Randy Orton as WWE champion. You're out of your goddamn heads. We already had. We, we, if, do you think we didn't have enough of Randy Orton as WWE champion back before 2010? We had enough. And he's already at 13, so. Three more to go, I assume. Oh, God, before he's tying fucking Cena and Ric Flair, I guess. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but. so. SmackDown, better than Raw, but still, the Joe Jinder Mahal thing is really testing my patience because. You're not going to sell tickets with this shit. I mean, I'm all for pushing new talent, but not in the main event feuds with no pomp and circumstance. This is so typical of them. And you know, you know, you know what also annoys me about this whole Mahal thing? He, they used Sami Zayn again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you, think, you think it's bad being a Bray Wyatt fan right now? Try being a Sami Zayn fan right now. My God, his career is dead. It's dead. Somebody edited together this amazing meme this morning on like rest on on Reddit on Wrestling Reddit, like, and they did this thing where they just said, just like 
Oh, 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 let's job. I'm gonna job out today. I'm about to job out today. What the fuck has become of my career? I am filled with fear that I am going to be future endeavored in a year. Save me, give me back my mask, and send me back to Ring of Honor. Send me back to Ring of Honor, where I can, I can actually win some goddamn matches. Save me my name, <laughs> send me Okay, back. we get it. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Poor, poor Sammy Zayn, man. Yeah. Let's job! Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Is it safe to say, like, out of all the SmackDown feuds, we're looking forward to the Ziggler Nakamura one? Yeah, the the smartest decision that... Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Michael Nakamura. Oh, God. No, the smartest decision... Even better. The artist... Shinsuke Nakamura. No, the artist formerly known as Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm just like, Prince Ikea called. He wants his gimmick back. Yeah. Prince called from heaven. Hey, I want my gimmick back. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, what's wrong with you? I want my gimmick back. He's disrespectful. It's Michael Jackson. He's in <laughs> No, Prince has the really... Actually, funny enough, Prince and Michael Jackson have very similar voices. It's weird. No, that's ignorant. But, like, Prince really does have... (laughs) No, but Prince really does have... If you've ever listened to an interview with Prince, like, the nicest man you've ever met, but he has this really weird kind of low humdrum voice where he's kind of like, Yeah, hello. My name is Prince. How are you? It's weird. That is creepy as fuck. This is General Mission Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, that pretty much wraps. Speaking of the General Mission Wrestling podcast, that pretty much wraps it up for talking about Nakamura. Like, we'll talk about Nakamura and then we'll go commercial. Oh my god, that South Park episode is amazing. But yeah, I feel like the smartest decision SmackDown has going for them right now is that they haven't had Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle yet, which is what you need to do. You're promoting Backlash as Nakamura's first match in a SmackDown ring on the main roster. Keep doing that. Yeah, fucking, that, fucking use Dolph Ziggler to build them back up, like by beating guys like fucking Sin Cara, who dressed up like the fucking Avatar on Tuesday. No, they're ignorant. That's ignorant. That was kind of insane. And I was just thinking to myself, like, yeah, I really hope they don't fuck up the whole. I, I seriously hope they don't fuck up Shinsuke Nakamura, because that would just be pissing money down the toilet. Because apparently they're building to AJ Nakamura. Which, oh my god, give it to me, give it to me now, man. Like, like I, I've heard like I've heard like two different reports, like for Mania and then one for SummerSlam. Like honest to God, if they do it for SummerSlam, they're selling the Barclays out. Oh, they're you if you think that they were gonna sell out a shitload of tickets for that show already, you book Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ goddamn styles, you will pack mm. that place to the roof. Right. But um the question is, who has the title at that point? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because, Cause like... Because right now, if you look at what they're doing in storyline, 
Nakamura's just made his debut, and AJ's going for the U.S. title now. So it's like, how are you going to get the WWE title on them? Unless yeah. Like, unless, like, one random week on a SmackDown, you just put Randy Orton versus Nakamura, or Randy Orton versus AJ, and then that's how you do it. That makes sense. I, I, I agree with you. I just feel like they should have... Uh, they really need to give that uh, match the storyline it deserves. Right. Like, they should have a good story ready. Well, the, the only thing I'm worried about is, like, I'm seriously kind of pissed they got rid of his King of Strong style gimmick for no reason. Because I think the, their logic is that most of the guys on the main roster, like, do Strong style, so it's not, like, in their eyes, it's not right to single out one person that does it, but it's like, when you look at the roster... Who the hell, who in the fuck does it? Nobody, exactly. Nobody else does the strong style. I would say Joe, but that's it. I can, yeah. Other than, and he's on Raw. So, right. really, I have no, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, that pretty much wraps up talking about Raw and SmackDown as far as news this week. So, tell you what. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to be back with a little rare NXT talk, and we're also going to list off for a special treat for you guys, me and Mike are going to list off our top five favorite current indie wrestlers before we call it a night. So, Mike, take us into commercial. Take a listen to our sponsor, and it's something you guys are going to enjoy. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you a fan of Whole Milk Mike or Avenging Ben? or Ray Raymundo, then they'll be at the KFC immediately following next Saturday's event with the purchase of the new Woo! Crispy! Woo! Tangy! Woo! Honey Mustard! Barbecue Flavored Georgia Gold Chicken! Woo! You can get one of them to sign your wrapper, maybe if you ask politely. Woo! Death has set his mark and seal on all we are and all we feel, on all we know and all we fear. Death's yet to catch him, and so he's still here. Paul London in the all-new DGDX animation short film, A Bird in the Shadow, coming June 16th, 2017, to Amazon Instant Video, and you can watch it for free, only with Amazon Prime. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Sucker! Tonight we are back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Now let's move on to a little NXT. Discussion, Mike. Did you catch NXT this week? Yes, I did. But before we get into the NXT, we want to shout out to the House of Glory on May 27th at the NYC Arena in Queens, New York. HOG presents Adrenaline with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, Red Dragon, Leo Rush, and now Raw current Raw announcer Booker T. 
For more info and get for more, more info about this event and where to purchase your tickets, go to HOTWrestling.net. That's right. Once again, Saturday, May 27, 2016, NYC Arena, Queens, New York, HOGWrestling.net, HOG Adrenaline. It is going to be one hell of a show. Do not miss it. And you can dig that, sucker. So, yeah, did you catch NXT this week? I watched it earlier uh, uh, after I got out of work today. And I got to say, I like what I like the direction. They're finally, they're finally getting better. The yeah, they're, they're really getting back to their old selves. And I see that there's evidence in that and that the women's division is finally getting back on track. Yeah, there's like a few exceptions. Like Liv Morgan still sucks. Aaliyah still sucks. And I and the iconic duo of uh, Billy Kay and Peyton. Or as you, as you prefer to call it. What, what do I call it? What did I call it the last Literally, time? Literally, when, we when we were at the Legends Bar... For uh, NXT San Antonio, and they made their entrance. You literally screamed out loud, "Here come the lesbians!" <laughs> Say it the way you did. It was hilarious. Here come the lesbians. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, I, I think is that the dance, gimmick is that what they're going for? I think they're just going for this weird kind of pseudo val. I think it is almost kind of this weird semi. Is, is, is this supposed to be a playoff of the beautiful people from TNA? I think so. Only I think their only their entrance entrance music was worse. Mm. Do you remember the fucking beautiful people's entrance theme? That was horrendous. The entrance made it. Yeah, I guess. I'll say that, but good lord. But yeah, this was a good episode of NXT. And if you want to know, like, in fact, I think we may we just made a joke, but we may actually have to retire our Wadwick Strong joke. Honestly, because after seeing those two vignettes of like showing his backstory, I'm starting. I I want to get behind Roderick Strong. So here's the thing: Wadwick Strong is Roderick Strong, and he is destined for some good shit in NXT. We hope. Hopefully. Because he did some good. I did not know that about him. I didn't know about his story before, and I'm really engaged to see where he goes now. Like there was like a, like like you were saying like there was like a lot of stuff that nobody knew like I didn't know that his mother shot his father right in front of him. I, I did that. not know that shit. I didn't know Roger Strong had a dark past. I didn't know he's married to one of the four horsewomen of MMA. Me neither. I, thought, I when like he said that I was like, wait, are you kidding me? And then I was thinking, oh, because they go to the P the. Ronda Rousey and her friends go to the PWG shows, so that's how they probably met. Yep. And also that they have a kid, and also that they're uh, getting ready to get married, which is nice. Like honestly, like I hope Roderick Strong has a great WWE career. Now, is he going to get the WWE title? No. Maybe, but no. It was kind of insane. I was just thinking to myself, and like. Yeah, I really hope the guy goes places. Other things that happened on NXT was we had a match between, let me see if I can recall here, Adeo Atami finally made his second return to uh, NXT. I don't think it's going to happen for Hideo Atami. He debuted on NXT in 2014. He made, he, 
out of the three of them, Kevin Owens and Finn Balor, he was the first one out of the three to make their WrestleMania debut. Because he was in that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 31. And they did a special on him. Then he gets hurt. He's gone for a year and a half. Comes back. Does the GTS finally. Then he gets hurt again. And now this is his second comeback. So. And, and when you look at the main three of Owens, Bauer, and Atami, he's still there. And them two are on the main roster. And they already held the Universal title, which is their main title. It honestly it, sucks. It sucks to be Kenta right now. <laughs> it sucks to be Kenta. And if you've not... Like, the life in it... Like, the, the, the fight in his eyes just isn't there anymore, man. I There's something missing. I, I, I don't know either they're just not giving him the right opponents. I'm hoping for the best for his match with uh, Bobby Roode at uh, NXT Chicago. Because, like... He really needs to have a good showing in that match to like for us to get behind him again. Right. And that, and that match next week is to determine who faces Bobby Roode at TakeOver. Yeah. Like, Which is weird, too. It's like they showed the promos for Roddy, but they also did the thing with a ta- uh, Hideo hitting the GTS on Bobby. So you're like, thinking, like, where... Who... Are they going to do a triple threat, or are they just going to just do a singles match? Yeah, that's what I keep hearing rumors about. Like, maybe at the very last minute they'll change that or something. But I don't know. It's funny to me. So I'm like, and of course you have Drew Galloway now and uh, now Drew McIntyre. I have to get used to that again. I still have to get used to that. Hey, I'm still going to call him Drew Galloway because that's what it is. That's who he is. He just he just changed his last name because of WWE. Yeah. But, um, he did. Uh, he did drop the. Uh, he dropped the WCPW championship this past weekend. But he was. Which was. What he had to do. He did. He did the honors, leaving the territory. He did, and he uh, Martin Kirby is now the new WCPW champion. Yeah. My boy, Martin Kirby. Isn't one of our friends like he hates the theme song? Oh, the DJ. DJ hates. The Martin Kirby theme song, which is ironic. Oh my god! Then but, yes, um, also in NXT they played another hype package for. Uh, they played a hype package for uh, Alistair Black. You know what I actually I found? Fuck, out? I fucking love him. I am so. I had no clue who. I'm watching Progress right now. I'm binging Progress, and I am loving everything with fucking Tommy End in it. And I just found out this week. Actually, did you know that uh, Alistair Black, Tommy End? Is an actual practicing Satanist? Really? Yo, the dude's a, the dude's a fucking occult devil worshiper. It's awesome. Great. It fits. That's that's actually that's actually funny. Why is that funny? I don't know. Cause I don't know. It's just like li- so weird. He's living the gimmick. Yeah, that's that's what I was actually thinking of saying, but. My God, people get way too into their gimmicks, don't they? Oh, no, he was he was a Satanist, I think, long before he became fucking Tommy End. Mm. But um, Satanism, really get, like, Satanism I, gets I, a really bad rap. People don't really understand it. I am not a Satanist, but I know a lot of Satanists, funny enough, and they are the nicest, sweetest, most tolerant people you've ever fucking met. 
which is funny because you think like you like you meet people and they're like, oh, I I'm a Satanist, and you think it, oh, what a fucking asshole he was. No, all the Satanists, <laughs> all the Satanists I've ever met are met are hardworking, shill, beat artists who smoke a lot of weed and just listen to a lot of cool music. They're they're awesome. And they're, just, and they're the nicest guys and women of all. Yeah, I'll 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 go and hang out with a dozen Satanists before I hang out with any like hardcore Catholics. Are you kidding me? Satanists are way more fun. Catholics suck. Oof. Please note here the GAWP does not discriminate against any religions whatsoever. Hey, I'm Catholic too, so I'm allowed to say it. I'm Jewish. <laughs> even better. Yeah. Even even better. am <laughs> motherfucker. Oh yeah. Lachayam and may uh, may and uh, Hare Krishna may Vishnu be with you and uh, yeah and uh, hail Satan to anybody who's listening we are going <laughs> hail Satan anybody who's li- we are going to hell aren't we <laughs> we are going to hell and if you're listening to this you are going to hell with us <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even. Oh God! More NXT. Let's get back to NXT. Women's May the fourth Royal. be with you. May the fourth be with you, indeed. But women's battle royal. The women's battle royal. Candice LeRae was in there. Yeah, no. Candice LeRae finally popped up on NXT, which I'm very happy about since she's and she, did, and she didn't get an entrance, which means they want to make a they want to save her for something bigger. I hope. The funny unless, thing, it, unless it was just a one-off thing, which I hope not, because she is too good to waste, man. But the funny thing coming out of this match was it got it came. The only thing to note is that like whenever uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay were eliminated, they threw like a big screaming fit about it, which was hilarious. But the real news coming out of this match was um, it came down to Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, and Ember and Moon. Ember Moon. And then, okay, this is the one thing that, honest to God, kind of bugged me because in any, this was probably done for the sake of convenience. Okay, Asuka comes out because she's full on heel now. They're not yes. even hiding it. She's just a full on heel, and she attacks all three of them. Even Nikki Cross, she does not discriminate in this uh, in this attack. She attacks heels and faces alike. And then right. the battle royal gets dis- gets thrown out as a disqualification. I was uh, watching that uh, as well. I was thinking, wait, you could get DQ'd at a battle royal? Wait, what? That makes, like, no sense to me, like, at all. But other than that, uh, but then William Regal... Have you ever noticed that whenever William Regal comes out about something, like, he has those big cocaine eyes? Like, he just... (laughs) (laughs) William Regal, whenever he's pissed... Comes out with these huge cocaine eyes and these flaring nostrils. Like, it was just like, hang on. None of you bloody wankers. Here's what's going to fucking happen. I'm willing to go. I take over. Like, Regal, calm down. The job is not that serious. You don't tell me what to do, you poor little bastard. It's what I'm going to tell you. Oh my. I never, I never really thought of it that way. I never really thought of it that way. So like he comes out with these huge flaring nostrils, just like, what the bloody hell are you doing? He looks like Gordon Ramsay. He's like, get out of here, you fucking donkey. But you know what the best thing about Regal on NXT is? He only shows up when it's important. 
Yeah, and like when it was important because he said at NXT Chicago it is going to be Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus uh, Ember Moon versus Nikki Cross, which I'm really looking forward to. You see, this is what I was talking about when but, I said, but 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 it could be it's it's probably going to change because did you see the bump that, that Ember, Ember Moon, Moon took? took? Holy God! She missed the ring post and hit the guardrail and separated her shoulder. So they're going to have to throw somebody in there quick. Or just, or just make it a triple threat. If that's Asuka, the, Ruby, and Nikki. We'll get around to doing, like, predictions in a few weeks. But as of right now, they're still promoted. They just promoted as Fatal 4-Way, Asuka, Moon, Riot, and Cross. I'm sure next week they'll reveal that she's injured, but... They I'm, have to. They have to say something. Only, if it was only a minor... Injury, my apologies, excuse me. If that was only a minor injury, maybe she can make it back in time, but I don't think so. Because uh, there's been photos of her around the performance area with a sling, so it's probably so she's, she's already not in a, wrestling. She's already, she's already in a sling already. They probably already they, they probably already operated on it or tweaked it in any way. Right, but right. it also depends on the recovery. Recovery time. So uh, good. Well, well wishes to Ember Moon. Hope everything is okay. But as of right now. Do you think that this is finally where Asuka is going to drop the belt? Because I think it's about time. Not in this instance. Really? I, th- I think it's time, man. It's, she's been champion for well over a year now. Oh, I know, but I'm saying... if I'm only saying not, not, not now because of the Ember Moon injury. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, keep it on her, like, two or three more months? Like I say around, like, Brook- like TakeOver Brooklyn, that's when she loses it. That way, yeah. that way, that that's that. I'm saying SmackDown after SummerSlam, she debuts on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, yeah I agree. Because Raw, because Raw doesn't need her. Oh uh, Lord, Raw does not goddamn need her. But SmackDown, the women's division, ever since the uh, the brand split, kind of took a, the superstar shakeup, kind of took a little bit of a hit. Oscar versus Charlotte. Oh, Oscar versus, versus Becky Lynch. Oh my God, Asuka versus Naomi, Asuka versus all these other people. They got to do it. Asuka versus Natalia. Oh my God, give it to me now. That match would be fucking a metal. Book it. Naomi versus. Ni- no, fucking, uh, fucking Asuka versus Natalia. That would be fucking metal. Give that to me now. But um, right now, the TakeOver Chicago card is. There's like really like nothing announced yet except for the women's match. We'll find out what the NXT championship match is. Also, we don't. They know did it. T- actually. There was if you did check. I did hear rumors that there is going to be a ladder match for the tag team titles. Is it? Uh, um, it's offensive DIY. pain and DIY. Oh, so they are going to do the re- DIY still gets their rematch. Yes. Because on the episode of NXT, having Machinery cut a promo and said that they were the ones that they could stop AOP. Which, I'm looking forward to that since Heavy Machinery are really good. Yeah, I fucking love Otis. Otis? Otis <laughs> fuck it. He looks, like, he looks like Bowser. I know, he does look like Bowser. He's, he, I, what did he scream? I, I couldn't understand what he yelled. Uh, well, after the promo? Yeah. We're hungry. We are hungry. <laughs> Bring me a Big Mac. Because like, also during their promo, the fans were getting beef at them, and you just see Otis' face. Otis's face just light up, like yes, food, food, give it to me. Oh my but, god. Um, but yeah, that so NXT is really 
I'm so happy I'm looking forward to NXT again because it was this period of time where I was just like, the I, weekly was shows a, wasn't really watchable, but the takeovers were fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I, I don't know what they're doing with Alistair Black. I think they're going to do something with him and Eric Young, which makes sense. Oh my God! Pit the fucking Satanist against the cultist. That would be amazing. Get, yes. This is why I'm excited again. There's so many good storyline possibilities going on in NXT right now. Right, and I also like how um, the Drew McIntyre story is going because he need basically his story is he needs to prove himself again in the WWE's eyes. So his goal is to get to win the NXT Championship, and it's not gonna, I think like take over Brooklyn. You're going to see McIntyre against Bobby, I think. Oh, my God. That'll be great. And then you're <laughs> going to transition that from McIntyre to Black. I think that's what... I, I'm guessing at this point. I think that's what they're going to go for. Because I definitely think Aleister Black needs a better showing than the one he got at Orlando, where the fucking crowd wouldn't stop hijacking the match. Right. right. And, and the Orlando crowd is helping them, too. Yeah. Because they're sheep. They are sheep. Yeah, because the, the Full Sail crowd will pretty much mark out for anything. Do they need to change that location? Uh, yeah, they do, because the Full Sail crowd are horrible. I say yes, but I'm afraid that if they go to like a bigger arena, it's going to be worse. Like, I'm not saying like annoying chance worse. I'm saying no reaction worse. Like they'll be getting the 205 live reactions? Yeah, 205 is dead. It's deader than dog shit. Oh my god, it is. And the wrestling is good, but people don't care because it's, it's basically made SmackDown three hours now. What they need to do is they need to do 205 Live where they do NXT right now because that crowd can at least react to it. Or at least merge them together. Merge the them into one. And on top the of that, they're. Live with NXT? And on top of that, yeah, just merge them together. Why not at this point? And it, it would give NXT a mid card title. And and two hundred five is so successful that they're gonna give the UK guys their own show. Which watch how fast watch how fast that dies. I hope to God they do it on in the UK. I hope I they still so because the rabid fucking UK fans will carry that into being an amazing show. Now, question: Do they use the guys they used for the tournament? Like do? the four people they've confirmed so far are are Tyler Bate, Pete Trent Dunn, Seven, Wolfgang Dunn, and Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, Mark Mark Andrews is so fucking good, man. He he's good, and honestly, the guy TNA wasted him too. Yeah, he's more another, guys. He's, an, he's another one of these wasted TNA guys. Yeah, but I'm just like. Yeah, the UK has so many great indie talents right now. Speaking of indie talents, I think it's finally time to bring this home. Every five or so episodes, me and Mike like to treat you guys to a little top five or top ten list because we like talking about this kind of stuff. Back in episode 25, we did a nice little top ten list for each of us of our top ten favorite all-time WWE superstars. But a lot of you have always asked us in person and in casual conversation who our favorite current indie guys are. And we've mentioned them in passing, but... For your listening pleasure, me and Mike tonight to close out our 30th episode are going to give you each of our own top five favorite indie wrestlers that are working currently. 
bear in mind this list could always change. These things are always changing. So bear with us, and maybe maybe by next year these guys won't even be around anymore. Hmm. So let's get into it. Mike, who is your number five? My number five is Ace Andrews. Oh, good choice. Honest to God, because he's my boy. My boy. Like for those who are not in the know, explain to the nice people at home if they've never heard, and if you haven't, shame on you. Who Ace Andrews is? I'll do you one better. This, we did a fucking interview with him. It's on iTunes right now. Take a oh, look. Oh yeah, if you want to find out who the, if you want to find out more about the champ that runs the camp, the ace that runs the place, uh, the face and the ace of of FTW, you can uh, go and listen to our Ace Andrews interview available on iTunes right now. Just go and scroll on down and go and find it. It's gr- it's one of our favorite interviews because he was a little bit drunk when he did it, which was great. I don't think he was drunk. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, uh, funny enough, like he he had a, he had. I don't know if like, he probably wasn't drunk, but no, he had a few drinks and he was he was a little <laughs> loose and limber to talk to us. So that was Ben. You can't, you, Ben. You can't talk about being people being drunk. Okay, <laughs> you can't don't, talk. Okay, I can hold my liquor perfectly fine. Thank you very much. One drink, Ben is done. That is a lie, and you know it. That no, it isn't. Okay, Ray, get out of here! God damn it! Yeah, you're the one who told us. Yeah, Ray will give us a new place to do our podcast. We'll work underneath his law office. It's a nice, quiet space. He won't bother us. God damn it! We've seriously got to get a new place. Whatever. Who's your number five? My number five favorite indie wrestler right now is oddly enough, uh, it is Ken Broadway. Not a bad choice. Now, Ken is so fucking good. I'm sorry, like, just, I, 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 there are tons of people in House of Glory who I'm a huge fan of. Like, Anthony Gango is talented. Smiley is my boy. Leroy Green is great. Uh, Matt Travis is talented. DJ is great. Brian is awesome. But, like, Ken is the one who's shooting for the fucking stratosphere, man. Right. Would you say he is the um, new face of Hog? Oh, absolutely. He's gonna, he is going to be, if, if Hogg is, like, gonna get behind one dude and, like, push him to the moon, it's, they're, which they're already doing, it's Ken Broadway. Hmm. So who's your number four? My number four is the Man of Steel, Mike Verna. Oh, good choice. I, I, I'll say Verna because the last, like, five indie shows I've been to that he's been on, he always has a good match. And there's really nothing bad to say about him, so number four. My uh, number four is... Uh, the fuck kind of song is playing right now? I have, I have absolutely no clue. Our DJ just... I, I think our DJ just picks shit that fits with how he's feeling tonight, so I think he's feeling kind of inward and soulful and introspective tonight. Mm. Oh, this is Zack Sabre Jr.'s theme. He's actually not on my list. <laughs> This is where people unsubscribe and tell us to fuck off. No, I, I don't. I don't hate Zack Saber Jr. I think he's really talented. But like, we're going by our personal five. And actually, number four, my number four is um, Jimmy Havoc. Is it because of progress and Pete Corvus? Uh, yes to progress, no to Pete Corvus. Well, actually, me and Pete had a great conversation about why fucking Jimmy Havoc is awesome. Trust me. Okay, I gush about this, but. 
Progress Wrestling is so fucking cool, and he is a big reason why. They just, the crowd straight up calls him the Caesar. They straight up call him a. Yeah, they, they, they call him that on a regular basis. Jimmy and, Havoc, you, and you and you also have a Jimmy Havoc mask. I do have a Jimmy Havoc mask, and it's awesome. It's this great white spike-studded biker mask with a blood splat on it. It's so fucking cool. The dude just comes out and just acts like a complete twat to everybody. And he his entrance theme is awesome. He looks badass. He puts on amazing matches and his storyline from episode one of from chapter one of progress to chapter ten is one of the best storylines ever. It's just this mm. slow progression of him losing over and over and over again as a fan favorite. And then he finally snaps and just goes full on villain. And you completely understand why he's turned evil, but you still hate him for it. And it's I, if you've never watched Progress, go watch it. It's amazing. Who's your number four? Or who's your number three? My number three is your number five, Ken Broadway. Oh, good choice. And I really don't need to give an explanation because Ben already gave that. So who was your number three? Uh, my number three is actually Will Ospreay. I can, I can, I can tell why. Because... He's Will Ospreay, damn it, and he's he's awesome. Ever since I saw him at versus Dragon Lee and uh, Party Skrull at um at, uh, at at Final Battle, I have been utterly in love with the dude. He will he, the dude can do no wrong in my eyes. He is so fucking agile and talented. WWE is just waiting for the opportunity to snatch this dude up, but I hope they don't for a few years. I hope they don't. You, you, you just hope he stays on the indies and like gets like gets better, like like mic wise and maybe a little more in like in the ring wise. Exactly. Well, he's already good in the ring, but like I feel like he needs like that extra. I feel like he needs that extra bit to be himself without like being managed by anybody but like that dude is destined for greatness man now do you like the wcpw will osprey or do you just like, like oh i love will the osprey w- that's everywhere i love the wcpw will osprey he's he's a he's a, he's a douchebag i love it hey and i i heard you love douchebags so i love my douchebag characters man they're great mm. he's somebody to look out for like around like, by the end of this year, I say, he's going to get signed by NXT. Just watch, he goes to TNA. I will fucking kill you. I know where you live. And I know where your dorm is, too. So don't get me started. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, Donovan Dijak is crazy good. You just pissed me off. Because <laughs> you know it's going to happen, right? <laughs> my number two... My number two is, hang on right here, let me just read my list. My number two right now is Matthew Riddle. Aww. Not, not, not a bad choice. Smoke weed every day. You know, that may be the one time that sound effect is ungodly relevant. In fact, play it again. Smoke, 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 smoke weed, smoke weed every day. 
Indeed. If that's uh, if there's three things that Matt Riddle loves in this world, it's calling people bro, bashing in faces, and smoking some weed. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. My kind of guy, like fucking Matt Riddle. He's so he is the nicest fucking guy, and he's the only guy on this list, aside from Ken Broadway, who by whom I've actually met. Mm. Matt Riddle is the sweetest, nicest guy, man. I was at, where was that? I was at Laboom back in February. I was at the FTW show before it became the Evolve show that day. I had to go. I had to go see a movie that night. I had to go out and get, I had to get out and see Get Out that night. So I had to leave early. And, but before I left, Matthew Riddle was coming in with like his bag and he was like checking out the merch table. He was looking at the DVDs and stuff. And actually, I just bumped into him and I was like, hey, uh, Matthew. I said, Matthew, can I have a. He's like, oh, what's up, bro? And he was like, oh, hey, Matthew. And I was like, hey, would it be okay <laughs> if I had a, I have a selfie that I could show to my friends real quick? And he, was, he literally said, oh, of course, bro. He says, bro, as much as you think he would. It took a great picture with me. Like, Smoke. Matthew Riddle, nicest guy on the planet. And play it again. Smoke weed every day. You know, what, yeah. you, you know what was just so funny about that? As, as soon as you said, play it again, you hear somebody in the background go, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my roommates. They're just, they're just kind of pounding. Gotcha, Perfect bitch. timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. But yeah, that's Matthew Riddle, my number two. And who is your number one favorite indie wrestler right now? JT Dunn. Oh, my God. A man who is just a man who is destined for greatness. And I swear to God, if you say he's going to TNA, I w- I will seriously kill you. Oh no, JT Dunn, he is that dude is game set for uh, for NXT. Maybe for the Cruiserweight Classic they do again. Maybe. Maybe. I hope. But who is your number one drum roll, please? And my number one is whoop, whoop, the villain Marty Skrull. Mm. Listen, oh! here's the funny thing. I was sort of torn between who to put in this spot, either Jimmy Havoc or Matthew or, or, um, or Marty Skrull. Matthew Riddle was always going to be number two regardless because I, I love Matthew Riddle, but I really wanted to put a great like Matthew Riddle is very much playing himself, but I really wanted to play pick a guy who played a great character. Jimmy Havoc and Marty Skrull are very similar in that they both play utter vile villains, but they're very different. Jimmy Havoc is more of like a self-destructive, emo, self-loathing punk rock kind of villain, which is awesome. But Marty Skrull just revels in being evil. He twirls that umbrella. He tips his hat. He wears that weird death plague mask. And he comes out to two awesome entrance themes, depending on where you see him. He won the Battle of Los Angeles. He won the Ring of Honor TV title on his first weekend with the company. And and every time he breaks somebody's finger in a match, it's like a bowling ball to your dick. Do you know who does that, by the way? How does he? That's why I asked you. No, I wish I knew because it's I because that'd be a great trick to learn if you're doing like stagecraft for movies or like a play. I want to bet like maybe he has like a, a rubber band or like a little stick 
hidden under his fingers or something, and maybe he cracks that. Maybe maybe he like cracks something in his hands, like he cracks a knuckle or something. Unless like he has like I don't know like a piece of celery in his hand, and he just like as soon as he grabs the finger, he just puts that there and just like and you just hear that. But hear it has that? to be. But for some weird reason, it's fucking loud. Yeah, that was. Unless it's like a sound effect that they do backstage to make it seem like he's actually breaking. But maybe you know what was hilarious at um at Manhattan Mayhem when he was about to do that. You had had you ever seen him do that before at that show? I've seen videos of it, and I'm thinking, okay, it's it's bullshit. And then like once I saw it live, I cringed. I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that... and, and also he did it to Sanjay Dutt, so fuck him, fuck Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, that was ooh, that was goddamn painful. And I, I, was, think after, I think after the fact, too, I started laughing because I'm like a sick son of a bitch. Yeah, but what's funny was we were sitting next to Susie Kennedy and Felicia Rose. And th- when I had my horrible, visceral reaction to that, they looked at me like I had just taken a bullet to the stomach. And they honestly looked at me like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> like, grow the fuck up. Grow the f- no, like Susie Kennedy, grow the fuck up, you little bastard. <laughs> Susie Kennedy, if you're listening to this, that's a horrible impression of you. I apologize. Smack him. Smack him when you come back to New York. Smack him. Smack him. In a... Oh, God, no. Yeah, but Susie, we love you, and we'd love to have you on sometime. We'll work, we'll work on getting her on the show, obviously. But, yeah, that. so those are our top five favorite indie guys right now. And I noticed, like, I picked more U.K. talent, and you picked more New York-centered talent. It really shows, like, the... We know a lot of cool wrestlers, man. There's a lot of great talent out there right now. Yeah. And there's, and there's still more talent to make, make their debuts. Wrestling is not all just WWE and NXT, guys. If you're wondering who these guys are before they come to NXT, they're out there doing all sorts of work. So if you love dudes like Tommy End and Drew Galloway, go check out Progress Wrestling. Go check out ICW. If you love dudes like uh, Eric Young, or if you like guys like uh, Roderick Strong, go check out uh, go check out uh, Ring of Honor. Go check out uh, go check out um, the BCW Ring of uh, House of House of Glory. Go check out all these great indie feds here in New York. Go check out uh, well, Mike. What's your favorite promotion here in New York? Um, I would say Hog. It, it's your. HOG's yeah. great. Check out BCW. Uh, what's that other one? Um, New York Wrestling. Five Boroughs. Five Boroughs. Check, five check Boroughs, out. yes. Five Boroughs. Five Boroughs is great. I have not had the opportunity to go to a show yet, but I hear they're great. And Pro Wrestling Magic is so fucking great. If you've never been to a Pro Wrestling Magic show, check that shit out. It's awesome. Mm. No, Pro Wrestling, they, they don't use a ring bell. They use a gong. You know what also promotion I like? Uh, Capital. Oh, Capital Wrestling's great. We, you know what was so bad? About again, we won't say it because we've said it a million times already. And we don't want to bring it up, but because of that whole bullshit that happened a few weeks ago, we did not get the opportunity to talk about Capital Wrestling, which I feel so bad about because it was a great show. So you know what? Let's right the wrong right now and give them a little promotion. If you want to watch Capital Wrestling, which is a great, great promotion, go to CapitalWrestling.com. Go to PivotShare.com. Go to the Capital Wrestling Facebook page right now and go to the PivotShare page and their YouTube. You can watch full-length edited episodes of Capital Wrestling right now. If you want to catch their next show, you can go. It's it's coming up this summer. right? You, Mike, you and I are going, right? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. You can catch I have it right here. You can go see Capital Wrestling live at Cathedral Hall number two on Saturday, June 3rd at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Cathedral Hall, 380 Montgomery Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. Tickets are available now at tinyurl.com. And they're going to have the rogue Anthony Gangone going one-on-one with Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. So, yeah, come on down. That's worth the price of admission alone. Definitely. Check, check, check them out. Check them out. And hopefully it'll be a little warmer this time. We didn't get a chance to talk about how cold it was in that church that night. Oh, my God. But now that's starting to... Now that spring is here... Now that spring has sprung... It's going to get better in the church. Yeah, exactly. Things. So, yes, this will be the one time of the year where... The one... The old, watch, the only time that they actually succeed, the world actually succeeds at getting you and me to go to a goddamn church is for a wrestling show. <laughs> this episode... This episode can probably just this episode can probably just be called "The Got Boys Are Going to Hell." <laughs> yeah, but if, eh, we're going down. We're taking you bastards with us. So once again, thank you all for tuning in to another amazing episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Again, thirty episodes strong. We couldn't do this without you guys. If you want a little extra bonus this week, we're going in addition to this brand new episode being up. We're also going to have up our GAWP throwback episode for WCW Bash the Beach 2000, a utterly delightful wrestling show that we had nothing but nice things to say about. And you and you want to see Avenging Bed pissed off? Go to our YouTube channel. Yep, that'll be featured me. That'll be up before the week. That'll be up before the week, and it includes Ray Raymundo as well. And you can that'll be up uh, before the weekend is out. So tune into our YouTube page for that'll be a YouTube exclusive. And you can also right. don't forget you can also follow us on uh, Mike. Tell the fine people where they can find the backlog of episodes. You can find old past episodes of the GAWP on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and Podtastic. And you can follow us for any and all updates, memes, and polls on our YouTube, on our YouTube, on our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter pages. You can follow us on Facebook at The General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Type in like it's spelled on Facebook at The General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Same tag for both pages. Once again, it's at The G-A-W-P Show for Instagram and Twitter. Once again, at The G-A-W-P Show. Don't forget to follow us there. And don't forget, as we said in the commercials, don't forget to check out A Bird in the Shadow this weekend at SVA. Friend of the show, DGDX Animations, brand new movie. is coming to is coming to Amazon this summer, but you can get an advanced screening of it at SVA's uh, film screening of it. You can go check out uh, DGDX's Twitter for information on that and our Facebook page where the trailer was posted. It's supposed to be a great little horror short film, so check that out. And once, so I say that wraps it up for us tonight. So once again, for all of us, I'm Avenging Ben. I'm Whole Milk Mike. And Mike, what can they do? Yoneste a la locola, which in Spanish means join the madness. And I'm sorry for my Spanish accent.
Cookies? Who told you you can eat my cookies?